Welcome to Ace Interpretations, a podcast about asexuality, fandom, and where they intersect. Today's episode, episode three, is about coming out as asexual. I am one of the co-hosts. You can call me KK. I'm Quartic. And I'm Love the Heaven. So, as those of you who have been with us since the first episode kind of know, we are three people who identify as asexual, as well as some other things. We each kind of have our own differences. And it's just, you know, and I guess the funny thing for me is doing this, that coming out is never really done in anything. Yeah. (laughs) For any of us. No matter what you identify as. You mean not over? Like, it's it's not finished. Is that what you mean? Yeah, well, because yeah. you have to do with, like, every new person <laughs> at some point. It's a, yeah, it's an ongoing process. It's interesting, because, like, just last week, I finally checked off the last person on my... I, I had this mental <laughs> list of people I need to come out to in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, family members, basically. Because um, yeah. I, was, I was entertaining the idea of, of, like, doing a Facebook post. And to be mm-hmm. clear, I'm, like not on facebook i think the first i'm curious i want to look this up i think the last like personal post i made to facebook was maybe three or four years ago um so people don't really expect me to be on facebook but i'm like you know what it's a good way to like reach a lot of people at once i guess who might be acquaintances of mine certainly like the people who i only know in passing or like old classmates or something like i'm not gonna like text them dig up their phone number and be like hey do you remember me you know, we sat next to each other in that one psychology course. And by the way, you know, but it's like, if they haven't checked in on me, I don't even know why this is okay. This is a whole other thing. Getting back to my earlier point. We'll come back around to this later. I'm sure. Um, Someday. Yeah. yeah. So, but before I could put a post on Facebook, which I haven't actually done, although I know which picture I'm going to use if I do. Um, I was like, well, there's some people who shouldn't learn of it from Facebook, you know? It was like yeah. my aunts in particular. Some of them live very far away. They shouldn't find out from Facebook. I should tell them in person. Um, there was one aunt I told uh, over the phone. Um, and it was actually, it was like the day after National Coming Out Day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's close enough that I can kind of use that as a conversational springboard, which I did. I was like, so yesterday was National Coming Out Day. It was a very nice leading. Versus like, but actually, I mean, the only reason I did that is I, I, uh, uh, I'm very allergic to bed bugs. Um, and I went to the movies and I got bit on both hands and basically like lost the use of my hands for a day. And so like, I couldn't, it was hard to like hold a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that limited my reading. And then I just got bored of Netflix. So I was like, I'll call people. <laughs> And I was like, I know who I haven't spoken to in, in a while, this one aunt in particular. So I call her, you know, and come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, oh, I could do this math. It's like, what, four years later, three or four years later, you know, I finally come out to the last aunt. And I'm kind of like feeling a little bad. Like, I could have called her. She lives the furthest away from me. She lives mm-hmm. like a full two day drive away. Um, but when I come out to her, I say, like, oh, I. You know, this is a conversation I prefer to have face to face, you know, rather than over the phone. 
Mm-hmm. And as I'm saying this, I'm kind of thinking like, although I did tell your sister over the phone. Um, but in hindsight, I'm like, no, you know what? I, I did, looking at my coming out experiences, I do prefer the ones I have face-to-face over that one that I had over the phone. Um, so mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, in all honesty, say like, yeah, I tried it over the phone once. Didn't like, I mean, it went well, but I didn't like it as much as the ones I've been able to have face-to-face. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Because I tried to do um, as many as I could in person, just because, first off, those of you who have been listening to us since the first episode know that I am bisexual and demisexual. So I knew that that may cause some questions. So for me, I wanted to do as many people in person because I wanted to be able to answer any of those questions and just interact. And you don't really get that as much on a phone call because you can't like read body language. You can't do any of that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I did come out on Facebook first to a lot of, well, a handful of people. Um, I, I kind of regret it, but, but I did a big coming out post when I first figured out I was asexual, asexual awareness week, 2013. Um, so to the second. Well, um, yeah, no, I kind of buried the, the coming out as ace part at the, uh, it was a marking the end of my relationship with my boyfriend post with a uh, <gasps> side of this is why. And um, <laughs> so, Oops. so yeah, no, I was like, by the way, and here's a link to like 101 for anyone reading this. And then after it was over, I was like, oh, I don't know who read this or not. Like I had some idea when my grandmother messaged me and my <laughs> a few of my old high school friends liked it. But then like a month later at Thanksgiving, when I'm you know, in the middle of other stuff, my one cousin's like, I saw what you posted on Facebook. And I'm like, what did I post on Facebook? Oh, that, like, kind of like, you know, she was like, me and my mom are okay with it. I'm like, okay with what? Oh, like, it took a while. <laughs> so I no, like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's how I came out to my aunt, I guess, indirectly through my cousin reading my Facebook post. And then... Uh, later, I had a face-to-face conversation with her where, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the moment, I didn't quite realize she was doing the, well, you might meet the right person one day, so maybe you're not really ace thing. I didn't really oh. react to it right in the <laughs> moment. <laughs> I was like, well, I am by this point 24 years old, because that was like a year later or whatever. And you'd think I would have been attracted to someone by you now. Like the but- <laughs> Uh, on the plus but, side, silver lining, you get to mark another square on your ace bingo card. So, <laughs> oh, that's yes, true. Yes. That's an important talk to have. So, so what are all the other squares on ace bingo? There's though? a lot of. I was looking them up. I was like, oh, hey, there's actually like several different ace bingo cards that were, you know, done, In- um, invented. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I both love this at the same time. I'm terrified. Some of them are like, like I don't know, like kind of. Not too specific, because it's like, I'm sure that's actually been a comment, but it's sort of like, I almost prefer the bingo cards where it's like the well-intentioned comments that you get over and over again, rather than just like, like some of these are just like... Really extreme, harsh reactions. Yeah, just like, I'm going to start insulting you now. And these are all the insults I've received. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so the first few times I tried coming out, 
Mm-hmm. I, I, in retrospect, I realized part of the issue is I was like, I was presenting it as a bad thing. Like I was kind of, I didn't mean to, I had finally accepted I was ace after a lot of angsting over it. And I was sure of it. And I was glad to be ace, wasn't I? But I was still like kind of holding on to shame or something. So when I came out, I kind of like acted a little weird about it. Like, you know, yeah, unfortunately no. I'm ace attitude almost <laughs> like, and I didn't. And so I think they were reacting to that with their reassuring, well, not everyone meets the right person, young kind of attitude. So I, I didn't take it as an insult that they weren't understanding me even in the moment. I could tell they were trying to be nice. They just didn't quite understand because I d- didn't have any practice explaining it yet. And I did it really clumsily. And I was like, <laughs> you know, half on the verge of tears, I think at least one of the times. And I was like, oh. you know, kind of a mess. So, but I got a lot better at it over time. Because like you said, you keep coming out to new people. There's a lot of people that you can yeah. practice coming out to. So there's so, a fun note for everyone is that you are never done coming out and you're going to get better at it. It's like when you practice a speech for a presentation at school. You're going to yeah. get to do it several times, and you're going to learn the nice, abridged, easy way to do it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, yeah, no, you do keep coming out. But you know what? I just want to put in a caveat here that you don't have to come out. Because we're going to talk a lot about coming out, and and it was... Yeah, you I even mean, said I, you... I, you even said you felt bad that you didn't come out sooner to someone, but you don't owe anyone your, your coming out story. You know, you're not required exactly. to come out. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know, it was... It's true. And actually, so I kind of have a note about this. So what most people don't know is that I did not come out until actually like about a year ago. And I'm in my mid-20s. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Um, so the family, my whole family, or at least my whole immediate family, we've been, we were raised with this whole mentality of like, everyone's good, whatever you want to love, however you want to love them, as long as no one's getting hurt, as long as you're not getting like emotionally abused, like whatever. So I grew up in this positive environment and I grew up knowing that I had a gay family member and I, you know, grew up having gay friends. So even once I figured everything out. I didn't really feel a need to come out because at least for me, it was like, I can bring anyone home. My mom was not going to kick me out. You know, nothing bad's going to happen. So I didn't feel the need to, I only decided to, because at least to me, I kind of hit this point of, I realized it was like, no one really knows. And that is a piece of me. And I kind of want people to know. Yeah. And so then I went through and I was like, okay, close friends, immediate family. These are the people I care about. And these are the people I would like to know. Everyone else don't care. Yeah. I think, you know, looking, Oh, there's, I mean, honestly, I could spend like an hour just talking about each of my coming out experiences, but I kind of want to keep things a little more general. (laughs) I think Uh, we all could probably just go on about how they Oh, so many. Cause they're all, they're all different. It's like, for me, you know, one of the reasons, like a big impetus for coming out, you know, at least at the start was kind of like, I joined up with this in real life, ACE meetup group and being like really active socially going to museums and movies and lunch and dinner and like having a grand old time. And, you know, I wanted to share 
with family, like, oh, what are you up to? What are you doing? You know, and I, I want to share like, oh, my life's really good right now. There's a lot of positive mm-hmm. in it. I'm doing things. I'm meeting people. It's great. Um, and then I would like talk around like, how do I know these people? Like, oh, yeah, like I would kind of maybe pass them off as like college friends or like friends of friends or, you know, and it was yeah. just really weird. And I'm, I try and be a generally honest person. And I was kind of like, I just want to tell you what's actually going on here. It's an asexual meetup group. Now I got to explain that term. And it's kind of like kind of a downer because I really just wanted to share like, oh, I'm having this fun group with these friends. I want to talk about the cool museum that I went to. And instead I have to like put that on pause and now explain my orientation and answer questions about it. Um, but this is a well, this is a, a story that I tell a lot to to new aces who join the the group because mm-hmm. coming out is a is a pretty popular talking topic um, mm-hmm. when we aren't talking about like Marvel or whatever dogs um, what other you know nerdy thing we're into yeah if we're not talking about nerdy stuff and we're actually talking about ace stuff we, and there's new people you know we like to talk about coming out and so. One of the things is that my the very first encounter I had with the term asexual was with a heart to heart with a, a friend from high school, um, and that she was confiding in me that her sister had come out as ace, and she was brought to tears by this. So she was crying on my shoulder about her sister being ace. She didn't use the word ace though; she used the word asexual. Um, yeah. Because her belief was that her sister would grow up to be alone and a spinster. Has has this friend not heard about cats and dogs? <sighs> None of us are alone. No, <laughs> no, no, so not really the point. <laughs> yeah, no, not the but point. I'm just saying. I mean, and, and then the sister went on to date my brother. So again, <laughs> asexual doesn't mean aromantic. Nope. Um, and so. I just assumed from context that I kind of grasped what asexual meant and I didn't question my understanding of the term and it just kind of, it framed it in this sort of negative light, you know, Mm -hmm. being asexual will make other people cry, which is kind of interesting. Like it makes other people cry. Like I didn't think that her sister herself was very unhappy. It made like, you know, however, and then whenever I tell the story, I say in defense of this friend, who gave me my first like bad experience uh, with the word asexual. Uh, she was also the first person to just suggest that I wasn't straight in passing. Totally casual. Like we're just sitting on the swings, like having a talk. And she mentions like, do you ever get a boyfriend or a girlfriend? And then just keeps going. And that was super gratifying because I was sort of questioning at the time. Um, yeah. But it was like, Oh, you, You've paid enough attention to me to realize I might not be interested in guys. And that was like, and then just didn't make a big deal about it. I'm like, oh, thank you for noticing. You know, that felt really good. Um, so I don't, I don't hold it against her too much that, like, oh, that my introduction to the word sexual was sort of negative. But be- because of that, because I myself jumped to, to assumptions um, and then even later when I was in, it was a sophomore in college and my boyfriend at the time suggested like, well, maybe you're asexual. And I'm like, Oh no, no, I'm not that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was really right. honest. I was honest about my lack of attraction to him. 
um, like going into it, but yeah, I was like, well, maybe it'll develop over time. But yeah, because I well, then I was conflating asexuality with aromanticism, and now mm-hmm. it's even funnier because I'm also aromantic, you know. But it was just it was just not really understanding the terms. So if I ever come out to people, I feel like this sort of responsibility or this obligation, like I want to properly explain it and if they say oh yeah i know what that is i'm like okay but do you really because i thought Mm -hmm. i knew what it was and i was wrong and i could have come to terms with with myself my identity years sooner if i had just stopped and asked questions at that time so Mm -hmm. it's like every time so then as you say it's like it's it's a lot of work you know that you can't just say oh just drop it i'm asexual and then like leave it like okay let me let me break it down for you you might have questions sometimes they don't have questions and then i'll kind of it's sort of it's weirdly defense i don't know if it's defensive or not like i'll bring up some of the common negative reactions to kind of explain where i'm coming from like why this is a big deal um well and actually real fast i just want to say another point of defense for your friend and her reaction her reaction was not sadness at the fact that her sister was asexual. Her reaction was sadness that she thought her sister was just going to be alone. Exactly. And honestly, like, that's kind of heartwarming where it's like, you don't care at, you know, like what's causing it. Your worry is that she's just going to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, my sister is, you know, some aberrant uh, sexuality. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was just, I don't want her to be alone. I don't want her to. <laughs> Be isolated. Although I must also admit that that mentality like gives me is a whole nother rant I have about society's pressures about like being in a relationship. But that's for another day. Matter no activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that rant right no. now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen some really great posts on Tumblr about coming out just in general and how you're no under no obligation. You know, you don't have to. Uh, that was oh yeah when I was still questioning. Sorry if I'm monopolizing the conversation, but when I was still you're good. I think we've actually all like taken little windows yeah. to just kind of like here's a huge chunk of me on the yeah. table. Yeah, I'll take my turn next. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I, I definitely want to hear from you, love the heaven. Um, so people who know me uh, sometimes say that I overthink things, and I don't refute that. So when I was questioning, and I was like okay, I have to, I felt like I had to figure this out because if, if I, if I, hold on, let me get this. The thinking is kind of definitely screwy. Like looking in hindsight, I'm like, that was my logic. So it takes a bit for me to remember what exactly my process was. Um, Basically it was the idea, like I am self-confident in myself. Like, yeah, I, I don't let other people judge me or put me down. You know, I, I, I don't care what other people. Think. I march to my own drop. Therefore, if I am queer, I should come out of the closet. Like it's important to come out of the closet to prove that I am self-confident and I'm not ashamed. But I couldn't figure out what closet I was supposed to be coming out of, and I was like, oh, you know, I I need to come out. Like if I if it if it turns out I am gay, right? I need to bring, I need to come out before I bring a girlfriend home. 
you know, because that's doing things in the wrong order. I can't bring girlfriend home and then come out. But I also couldn't know for sure if I was gay without first having had a girlfriend to, like, test the hypothesis. So it was like this catch-22 of, like, I need to come out before I can, before I, basically I needed to come out before I figured out what I, whether I was gay or not. It was such a mess. And basically I just kind of ran in circles in my head because I would, like, just look at girls. Well, and I was about to say small point here where it's like you don't necessarily have to date a girl to know you like girls no no this is me not knowing sometimes you just kind of go through a moment and you're like oh nope there it is this is that's there yeah this is me (laughs) not knowing that asexuality was an option that's a very ace thing to start thinking boys or girls (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, so I did the same. Uh, I have to. I have to actually try it before I know for sure I'm not straight, right, or whatever kind of thing. Right, totally. Yeah, It'd be so embarrassing <laughs> if I came out and then it turned out I was wrong. But you know, just putting out. No, it isn't. You know, like that is it's a legitimate not. thing. That's fine. Like you shouldn't feel the pressure of like, oh, but what if I'm wrong? It's like just be yourself. Life is all about trial and error, and you know what? Your sexuality and relationships in general are all about experiences. That's what it comes down to. And the only way you gain that is by doing it. And again, sometimes doing it is that you just have this little moment where you see a girl in the distance, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) I'd hit that. (laughs) And sometimes it's not. Love the heaven. Do you want to take this window? Sure, yes. So, um... Yeah, I, there's lots of things I could say. One thing I was going to say is that, yeah, like, I'm really, I really like explaining asexuality because for such a long time, I was ace and had no idea. Even when I first learned about asexuality as a term, I still took way too long to use it to describe myself because I didn't understand what it was. It wasn't quite the, you know, first impression that Quartic got, but... It was a different, like, I still already was too old, and I had some kind of idea that being allosexual was an intrinsic, important part of the human experience, of the full emotional experiences that people have, and that, like, it was probably bad to be asexual. Like, somewhere deep down in my head, I was really avoiding wanting to be that. And I didn't have very many experiences yet. I'd never kissed anyone, I think, when I, you know, when I first heard the word mm-hmm. and stuff. I'd never, you know, really gotten to a point where I knew all the things that I didn't like for sure and that I just, uh, you know, needed a word to describe it. I wasn't, like, already really self-aware enough to realize I wasn't attracted to people and stuff. It was a much more complicated, drawn-out process of figuring myself out. And when people talk about, you know, coming out to your closest family members, like, I live with my dad and my brother, but I didn't have to really come out to them exactly, especially my dad, because while I was figuring myself out, I already was, like, talking about it with them. Like, I wasn't even out to myself yet when I was coming out to the people that were closest to me, including... Eventually, my boyfriend at the time, I, it was kind of at the same time, I, you know, having a boyfriend finally when I was 23 was a good, uh, you know, I was like, I think I might be asexual, but I'm not sure. This is what I'm reading. This is what I'm thinking about kind of thing. It didn't feel like coming out because I wasn't even out to myself yet. <laughs> I wasn't even, like, ready. 
but I was already, like, being as open as possible. Like, I don't want to, like... I, I, I was just an open book, kind of. And so when, like, my dad and my boyfriend were asking, like, did you get your hormones checked... It was also a kind of question I was wondering, should I get my hormones checked? It didn't feel like an invalidating thing, although it kind of is. It's one of those standard responses that ACEs really shouldn't get when they're coming out, especially now in 2018. But back then, it was kind of like I knew the place they were coming from. I was in the same place myself. This, like, doubting asexuality can even be real, but wanting to be accepting of it, if it is, and kind of attitude. So that was my very first coming out experiences, and I'm still kind of stuck on some of that stuff. I've um, I've seen on like the Asexual Agenda blog that one of the tropes in asexual fiction is the ace explanation, which they explain as like an example of truth in fiction, where you know coming out as ace simply involves a lot of explaining to a lot of people, where you have to you know where people just don't already know. Where eventually we can just say, you know, I'm ace and it's the same as saying I'm gay, where people have, you know, know what it means, but mm-hmm. we're far, we're a long way off from everyone possibly already knowing what that is. There's a lot more people who do know already. And I feel on, like, in this awkward middle ground where if someone doesn't ask questions, I can't tell if they really do know because they might at this point in time or if they just, are afraid to ask questions, like, you know, like, where they're, or they just aren't interested in my life enough, and I'm like, why aren't you interested? But no, like, depends on the person. But, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, at this point, like, coming out, you know, is such a different thing than it used to be for me. Now, mm-hmm. it's, it's become a really big part of my life, the fact that I'm asexual, um, I do various asexual activism things. I started this podcast, for instance. Um, so, oh, people. you know, if I want to tell people that the three of us are doing a podcast, I got to kind of be honest about a lot of things. <laughs> I'll be like, well, you see, there's this fandom thing that's hard to explain. And then there's this asexual thing that's hard to explain. No, um, so which hard to explain thing would you like me to start on first? <laughs> right. And, oh, well, I mean, yeah, like... I was just thinking, like, for me, I do relate to coming out arcs for gay and bi characters, lesbian characters, where coming out is kind of the end of the angst, the conclusion of the angst. For me, it was most of the angst was before I was ready to come out. And once I was coming out, I got better, much, much less of that, you know, shame and other bad feelings and a lot more, like happy about things it was it was good that I was able to come out and I was lucky because I was in an environment where people already basically accepted gay people at least the vast majority of people I'm talking to and even bisexuality to some degree although a lot of these straight people don't really get it (laughs) so I found yeah no I I hit that wall (laughs) and I mean actually when I figured out way later much more recently that I'm sort of gray pan romantic a lot of people don't know that part of my story yet. I kind of came out as heteroromantic when I first figured myself out. So I got to re-come out as, well, more like a romantic. wait, no, maybe great pan-romantic. I'm not really... Let me explain again. And every time they're asking me, like, you know, what's the difference between romantic attraction and, you know, 
friendship. And I'm like, well, you see, you're asking the wrong person here. Hence the uh, other identities in the gray area that I kind of latch on to. Um, like, you know, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I think we all just need to make PowerPoints. I think we all need to think about the most common questions and make PowerPoints for when we come out to people. <laughs> I mean, I have a really long explanation when people ask me the difference between romantic attraction and friendship, but the short answer is, I don't know, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's this thing that's complicated, and and I have come out to people that are more like acquaintances. And at that point, I really don't care if I take the no big deal approach and don't explain. If I don't know the person really, but I still feel like casually mentioning that, you know, oh, and by the way, because I'm asexual, I marched in pride, uh, you know, which yes, I did. Um, you know, that can be the whole conversation. (laughs) Like, that's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm glad you had fun yesterday. Like, that can be the the gist of it. And I'm just kind of trying to throw ace awareness into the world without really caring if it's perfect and yes now i feel like i really overplanned like all of mine (laughs) well because going into it of course like again i felt a little more secure in most of my coming out because again it's like i had grown up with my mom being like bring up a boy or a girl as long as they're nice to you it's really good and i was like okay so it's like okay so on the upside (laughs) i could bring home a boy or a girl on the downside pretty sure she does not know what demisexual is so for like all my coming out things like i purposely like isolated the person with me and like plotted kind of like what i wanted to do so for like my mom we had gone to hang out with a friend of hers at this new brewery that opened up and so like on the car ride back (laughs) i like told her and i ended up getting into a debate with her where she was like i don't know why you feel like you have to come out to me and i was like because it's a part of me and she's like well no i don't feel like you need to do that like really just bring home whoever you like like a fish person of this <laughs> and so i ended up getting into a debate with my mom about labels <laughs> and yeah. how i was not labeling myself i was basically using vocab words to describe myself to you in greater detail yep <laughs> which was fun and again my dad i had to call him because he was away but um I called him and I had like this very serious talk with him. He was a lot more serious about it where he honestly was like, I really don't want you to label yourself. And I'm like, that's not, no, (laughs) please stop. And again, then my brother came, my brother who was with him came home and he was like, do you want to tell your brother now? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And he legitimately, I heard him on the phone say, you should go get a drink first. This is a Whopper. And he said it kind of sarcastically, but at the same time, I was like, really? That stings. Yeah, that's not good. It did a little bit. And then my brother came out with the drink, and he was like, okay, so what is it you have to tell yeah. me? And I was like, I'm bisexual, demisexual. And he was like, and dad told me to get a drink. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he was sarcastic. Like, fairly certain. But then he, <laughs> and, then, and then I had to have the debate of what demisexual is with him. Because for some reason, he was like, that, that's not one of those ones where, like, you think you're a dragon or something oh, and I was like no I feel like you would have noticed that by now I would have started to hoard things <laughs> <laughs> that's a different direction <laughs> yeah I have like like when I tell my dad that like I have a ace friend who thought she was bisexual because she was equally not attracted to both genders before she figured out she was asexual my first you know part of that sentence 
thought she was bisexual when really she's asexual. He's like, wait a minute, how is that even possible? Because he has all these like, <laughs> and he and he's still stuck on like bisexuals, you know, maybe being hypersexual or something, and I have to explain it or. Like, how is it possible that some aces like sex? And even if it's not my experience, a lot of times, because I'm an ace activist, I'm trying to explain it, trying to be a good ally to all the things, you know, all the all the queer identities that come up in our conversations. And that includes things like demisexuality. And so I do, I have seen around, not not necessarily as much in person with demisexuality, but I've seen... People have sometimes an even harder time accepting that there's, like, a good reason to use the label. And it's like, yeah. no, there, there are reasons. There like are there, reasons. There really is a logical reason. Because I debated that for, with myself for a long time um, when I was first dealing with it. There was a whole process where I was like, oh, geez. Where I was like, I'm a- asexual. But I was like, but that doesn't quite fit. And so there was, a, there was literally like a good hour or so where I kind of like sat there with myself like alone in my dorm room at the time being like that fits. And at the same time, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually did go like word hunting. Cause I was like, cause I cannot be the only person. There's no way with the billions of people on the planet that I'm the only person that has ever had this. And so I went online and again, like you find vocab words that help you to describe to other people. I'm thinking, I mean, it's still a related note, but it's it's kind of an unrelated note in that, like, this is a very specific thing that, like, again, it's not very general and it doesn't really give pointers to people. I think we should give pointers. Like, <laughs> I don't know if like, any of us are qualified, okay? I spent no, an okay, awkward like, hard okay, drive back not, to the ball. What, what were you going to say? Just say it. Give <laughs> advice for someone who's, like, listening to us talking about coming out and is wondering, like, yeah. what to do to prepare or what is the mindset? Anyway. So my sort of going back to the Facebook coming out thing, it's just kind of, if I'd gotten the timing better, mm-hmm. I would have put it up still in June. Cause then it could be yeah. like, Pride oh, all had a happy pride, <laughs> you know, for those of you who observe it, you know, what have you. Coming out can be a year round thing. Do not worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do so, not worry like, about pride I, month. Pride I month would, can just be a nice entry point to the conversation. Yeah. I would just love to couch it in those sort of pride thing. Cause I have a great picture of me under like this balloon arch of like a rainbow balloon arch because I went to like a pride Aww. concert. And I like that it just is very unapologetic, you know? Like put that rainbow out there, put it you know, that that I am actively aces isn't something I'm questioning. I've got my T shirt, I've got my flag, I've got the rainbow arch, you know, don't don't doubt me. Don't question my sincerity kind of thing. Yeah. Um you know, but it's like also just like, hey, happy pride, like super casual. Like I'm not even coming out. I'm just saying I totally enjoyed pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, As and I do like how you said the unapologetic phrasing because that's exactly what yeah. I did wrong the first few times I came out. I was apologizing, I think, I, without even like planning it. Well, I was caught off guard most of the time, to be fair. But I was like half like there was one person who was like wait a minute are you not straight and i'm like eh, well um like you know wait you didn't even like kind of plan it 
Well, she wasn't even someone I knew that well. I was like, uh, it was a complicated thing. She was like my aunt's best friend. She was like there all weekend and she just kept talking and she could tell I was reacting weird when she kept making comments about when I have a husband one day or whatever. It was a weird person. But then after she like asked me point blank, I'm like, well, I'm asexual. And she was the first person who was like, I think I almost could understand that because I just heard of pansexual, like, yesterday kind of attitude. Like, I've had people who tell me, oh, yeah, my brother's, like, into that non-binary stuff. I'm like, well, actually, asexual is a little different than agender, but that's great that you're (laughs) pro it. Like, you know. Like, we're um, glad you're accepting other people, but that's not the right category. Yeah, no, I just came out at work to someone, uh who was, like, noticing the ask me about asexuality pen I have put surreptitiously on my purse that was under my desk, but she happened to be sitting at my desk at the time, and she was like, so what's that uh, thing that you said I should ask you about? And I'm like, oh, well, sort of like the opposite of bisexuality, I guess, on a simple explanation where if you're bisexual, you're attracted to men and women, and when you're asexual, you're not finding them hot or sexy either of those genders like i just try to keep it as simple as possible yeah, no, it's like i have a gay man's interest in women yeah. and a lesbian's interest in men <laughs> i tried to say that once and someone just thought i said i was a lesbian like i tried that i and you know what that's actually a good point if you're a woman and you throw the word lesbian out there <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, get this automatic reaction of, oh. Well, that was when I was in a queer platonic relationship with a guy, and I was trying to explain, well, I'm just as attracted to him as a lesbian would be. It didn't work. It didn't, didn't, didn't. Go, it does go. not click for people usually. No. Um, like, I can see where someone would get confused by that. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll talk about queer platonic stuff in another episode. But at this point, yeah. I just was, yeah. Come on. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty fun. It's, uh, I, I I find the experience to be unexpected and exciting and and all and generally pretty positive lately. I I like coming out to people. I come out way more than the average person. I'm not a good out example, but I come out and I am out as ace because I've made it a big deal in my life and I enjoy um and, and it's still, even coming out as, like, much as possible, pretty much, it's still a pretty invisible orientation. It's still something people aren't going to guess about me unless I bring it up myself. And it's and it's it's just kind of, you know, a part of my life. And it's, it's a part of my fandom life, for sure, too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually... I came out to my YouTube subscribers, which were my main fandom community, as soon as I figured it out for sure. I basically, we, I broke up with my boyfriend, and I was like, well, now I'm sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. Let's make a fan video. It is Asexual Awareness Week, after all. And I just kind of, like, it wasn't really a fan video, but it was on my fan video channel, and I used, like, one clip from a TV show and a bunch of just pictures I downloaded off Google and, like, by the way, asexuality exists, and that's what I am, kind of nothingness. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, when, I came out, uh, when I came out to my sister, this was like a super long cross-country road trip. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is going to be a great time to come out. You know, so I, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm asexual. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> our stepbrother told me. And I'm like, what? 
he stole my thunder. He, you know, he's, he was in high school at the time or not. He might've still been in middle school. And I'm like, okay, he doesn't know coming out etiquette. He doesn't know that you're not supposed to out people to be fair. When I came out to him and my stepsister, I hadn't really made it out to be like a super big deal. Like I, Mm. I consider myself, I, I use the pirates of the Caribbean approach. I wait for the opportune moment. So I'm just, you know, it's like, okay, it's, it's like being in a closet with the door wide open. Like if anyone looks and like, they'll see that, Hey, yeah. Oh, I can see you in that ace closet over there. It's like, yeah, hi. Yeah. I'm totally open about the fact that I'm in this closet. Um, but that I kind of, you know, I'll come out if, if anyone asks, you know, about like, Oh, relationship. Um, anyway, it doesn't give me a good window you know, for coming out. So like with my step siblings, we were sitting on the couch watching TV and there's like some commercial and they start arguing about whether this particular guy in a shampoo commercial is attractive. Um, and I kind of put in my two cents. Like, well, actually I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> like, That's I don't... sometimes when it comes up, I saw my opportunity and I seized it, you know, cause I can't really, I you. don't, I'm not attracted to guys. Like, let me tell you about asexuality during this commercial break before the show comes back. (laughs) I have a three minute window here. Let's go. Yeah. You know, and and so that was fun, you know, one of the the early coming outs, but then I guess he told my sister and I was like, Oh, well, do you have any questions? You know, like, and then, you know, same thing happened when my dad told my stepmom, you know, like, I hope it's all right that I told her. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it honestly was all right because one less person for me to have to have the coming out conversation with, but I'm like, in high, and I didn't say anything at the time, but in hindsight, I'm like, you don't out people. Like, you don't. You should have asked before you told her, and I would have said, yes, go ahead. Don't tell me after the fact that you told her. Like, it just. There's, but it's that kind of coming out etiquette that like people who aren't in the community are maybe not as familiar with, so they don't know that that's yeah. sort of don't true. come out unless you're prepared for the risk that they tell other people they know. I guess is one of the pieces of tips that we might tell you. That's yeah. So again, adding to our tips list is like okay, <laughs> pick situations where you are going to feel safe and where again, like you have time to answer questions. Yeah, and you know what? I did t- Don't I did, tell people saw, who might laugh. I've saw advice that you really shouldn't do the car, and I think the people that say that are people who are really afraid of a bad reaction. The car is a, you're trapped. Like you're you're still in the car. You can't leave very easily. Like, well, you no, know. And again, and that's a good point. Where it's if you are with someone who you think might have a bad reaction, maybe be in a place where either you, have you to, know the bad reaction will be minimalized, or yeah. you have another avenue to seek shelter or safety, whatever it takes. Yeah, just you know all sorts of options. Emailing is a good safe distance uh, to come out through. Um, perhaps there's also like bring a friend techniques, so it's not you know it's mm-hmm. you got support system right there. You know lots of things like that. It's complicated with asexuality because sometimes people you know, react differently to it than they would to mm-hmm. say being gay. Maybe they're homophobic, but they're still okay with you being ace. Maybe they're, 
just really, you know, fine with gay people because they understand that, but asexuality, they still think of as broken. I mean, there's so many possibilities and you're always like agonizing over that if you, if you really, <laughs> and sometimes you don't need to, but sometimes you do. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, I think all three of us had pretty good experiences overall without the horrible reactions. Um, yeah, I'll say so. And if they were bad, they were, like, minimally bad. Again, it was, like, a couple little stinging comments, but it's, like, it's not yeah, they weren't, that bad, frankly. They weren't bad. Yeah, they weren't, like, the horror stories. Let's just put it at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the horror stories are out there. Um, and I will say this. little tip from me. Um, one of the things I did do, what, besides planning, where it's, like, I want to isolate each person so that I have time with just them to let them know that they have, you know, my full attention and that I have theirs was that I did look up, like, commonly, like, asked questions about both bisexuality and demisexuality. That way, if they... I mean, at this point, most people kind of understood bisexuality, but I still just was like, okay, what's the good answer for all of this to help people understand? Yeah, I, I found that with my experiences, it's good to be, you know, okay with saying you know what, I'm going to send you a link, like, after this conversation. I'm going to... It's too. too much too much explanation. We don't have enough time right now, but, but I have your contact information, and maybe you, you can take your own time to read it over, and maybe you'll understand better after you read. And that is helpful, especially if I'm trying to, like, explain queer platonic and we're about to leave the you know, vicinity or something that's complicated, you know, something that's... I mean, and and even when it's not complicated, if I wasn't, like, if I was caught off guard and not ready for the full explanation, or I just wasn't as educated as I want to be, it's okay to say, I don't know, in the moment, and be like, you know what, I should look into that, too, and find the right, the good answer for you, or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, just, just, you know better than anyone your own identity, and other people are just ignorant, usually. They have good intentions, but they really are lacking the knowledge. So try to be unapologetic, but also a little bit forgiving it all in the same, <laughs> in the same, you know, thing and, yeah. be, and, and be willing to, you know, answer questions if you can, but also don't no you don't owe yeah. anyone an explanation. You can let other places, websites be the explanation for you. You don't have to take on all the uh, emotional labor and effort and, do you know spend the whole time being an ace 101 class yourself you can give them a mm-hmm. 101 link and <laughs> they can read up yeah. on it themselves the internet's really good for that yeah i was gonna say giving a link is especially good if you're just feeling the frustration because like you get the same question like 30 times but oh, it's like so it's true. that person's first time asking the wrong question you know the offensive the insulting the invalidating like the well-intentioned but invalidating question and it's like if you lash out at them you lose an ally you know whereas like they come from a place of of genuine ignorance most of the time like we ourselves did you know i didn't correct my friend when she was crying on my shoulder that hey you know what asexuality doesn't have to be this bad thing you're imagining you know like i was complicit in in ace erasure or, or not even erasure doesn't matter negative stereotypes etc yeah yeah Yeah. no it's like i mean the key is just patience Mm -hmm. yeah one thing you 
Yeah, go ahead. You've had the time to just sit there and learn you. They haven't yet. Yeah. I will say, I'm not sure what the right... Um, I think be prepared for, in certain social circles, mainly with peers rather than probably parents, as my experience would be, like, the parent generation of people, but, like, your own peers generation, they might ask about if you masturbate, and that's probably one of the most commonly cited, oh my god, don't ask aces this question, but people who don't know are the ones who are going to ask it. So you want to be prepared with how you're going huh. to answer it. Uh, I have never been asked that. Like, and the best way to answer it probably is not what I do, but uh, the best way to answer it is generally a neutral, asexuals in general may or may not masturbate type of answer, and by the way, this was inappropriate to ask kind of reaction. Same is definitely true if they ask if you've been sexually assaulted or something. It doesn't matter whether you have or not. You don't have to answer that. That was too invasive. Same with the masturbation question, but even more extreme. It's just like, this isn't the context for that kind of question. Like, the more you... I love that. I'm a little curious on your take, since you do a lot of, of sort of activism and maybe talked more about coming out. Because um, I was thinking, you know, about about coming out in fic and like our conversation has really focused mostly on like coming out to friends family and peers yeah. um, but a lot of the coming out fic I read focuses on coming out to your like significant other or the person you want to date or, or like your, yeah, oh, potential significant you know, other or actually already your significant other the yeah because it's you know and it it's that kind of like oh it, you know it, it's kind of it's that sort of real asexuality throw a wrench into the works yeah. you know trope yeah, I'm on, um, the, I'm on the trope page on the Asexual Agenda blog for when do I tell them I'm ace? The uh, that's, a, that's a trope in ace fiction. Most often, character B is character A's love interest. That's a clear yeah. reason why character A is so afraid of rejection by character B, and they're trying to wait for the perfect time to tell them they're asexual, but they're not quite sure how to, you know, how to bring it up, you know, whether to use the word asexual or just describe it. You know, is it whether it's going to be too late and they're going to feel betrayed or too early and scare them off before you get a chance to like me properly? Yeah, it's 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 okay. How is asexual scary? Uh, Well, not like I'm sitting at home with a sharp knife. I guess scare (laughs) off might be the wrong phrasing. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting the article or anything. No, you're good. I just started thinking about it where I'm like, yes, it's more (laughs) the I'm asexual uh, at home, surrounded by spiders and my sharp knife. I mean, generally, you do you are afraid that people will, you know, decide that they're not compatible with an asexual person, and therefore, they don't want to date you. It is very relevant to ace, aces who try um, dating, like going on a date. Uh, they do face this. When do I tell my significant other that, you know, or potential significant other that I'm? Uh, ace and i guess it depends on how long they wait whether this is already a significant other um it also is relevant to aces who are already in a relationship when they figure out their ace um so right like this is true in real life not just characters that this can happen but it also for a lot of aces in real life uh you know not fiction there's a less clear-cut romantic arc to it and a lot of stories both published fiction these days that are often in the romance genre or young adult novels or something and fan fiction have this you know zeroed in zoomed in focus that like the only person whose reaction you care about is your 
your love interest. The only person that you ever were, you know, that you have to come out to or that you think about coming out to is your love interest. And that's not really much of what I've seen, you know, in, in lots of real, real ace coming out stories. That's not usually how that works. It's, it's not impossible. It's definitely happened. It's just not the majority. This is the way it is in fan fiction. Mm hmm. I don't know. Is that? Well, I guess what it really is is that just. I mean, like again, you can look at our stories and you can see some of this translate, some of this scene in a lot of fiction and a lot of fandom stuff. But there's also a lot of other experiences that happen. No two people have the same coming out experiences. Yeah, ever. I mean, I haven't, I haven't read that much Ace fan fiction compared to what I could because I, you know, I kind of want to keep reading more. I mean, part of what doing this podcast is going to do for me as a host is uh, encourage me to read more fan fiction that's Ace. I really like the idea of reading it, and I and I read some of it, but there's so much more out there, especially this year, than there was when I first figured out I was Ace or whatever. And I, you know, need to catch up and <laughs> see all the, all the tropes play out and all the all the examples. But as far as I've come across, I've never seen examples even um, of you know people really telling their friends when it's just a fanfic or people telling their spouse because they finally figured themselves out after many years um, of being married and not really being super 100% happy with the sexual part of the marriage or not feeling perfectly compatible at least or all of those things that hasn't I haven't seen that in fan fiction um <laughs> yeah I mean when I was looking for for fic to wreck this episode and I was like man, why don't I have more Ace Fic bookmarked? I'm certain that I've read more Ace Fic than this. I wasn't as good about bookmarking things in the past as I am now. Now I think yeah. I over bookmark because I have this idea like, oh, but what if I need to find it again? Because I do that a lot. Like there was that, I'll just remember a single sentence and then I can figure out which fic it's from and Google's a big help. But anyway, um, sometimes you don't remember the sentence exactly right. But I was looking through through Acefic, and I was like, "Oh, wasn't there like?" And and I'm going to crowdsource this to our listeners. Like, if you if you maybe wreck some fic to us, if it if it matches these descriptions, because I'm definitely curious. Like, if they fit the param or not even fit the parameters, or, or not even ugh, just the general what's the word? I don't even. Know. Um, yeah. The so I'm, idea, the concept. Yeah, the general idea. I'm I I was trying to look if there was a like what is five in one fix. You know, like five times someone came out as ace and one time they didn't have to. And I'm like, I'm certain, almost certain that I've read something like that. Maybe like an Avengers fandom or Spider-Man or something. But I'm like, maybe I just... makes sense. There's so many. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe I just imagined it. Like, oh, but now I have, do I have to be the one to write it? I mean, (laughs) like, or... Yeah, you know, kind of coming out to, to family members, you know, like teenagers telling parents or, you know, not not always have it. Like, I, I, did write, gen- I did write two fix where teenagers came out to parents, but I'm not the best example. <laughs> I I haven't written very much Ace Fiction. Those were like my two main fix that had things, and they were uh, focused on the love interest they were coming out to, but had a side plot oh, that was significant of coming out to a parent as well, um, because that's just how I roll. But yeah, yeah, I I really want to read a five times one now, uh, 
That sounds like a good idea. I'm tempted to write mm-hmm. one if I can think of a good example. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, I found well, like, there was one, and it was like, oh, it's in Haven, which I haven't seen. I think I watched like the pilots. It's like a fandom I'm not in, and then it was like the five times, like the five coming outs of Haven. Warnos, and I started reading it, but it was like he comes. He's got like more than one identity, so it's not like five times coming out as Ace. It's like coming out as Ace coming out as Demi and then coming out as Pan. You know, that's like, still looks cool. That's a pretty good. Yeah, one. it is. That is. It sounds cool, kind of complicated. I, I don't him. know if I can wreck it since I didn't finish reading it. We can um, casually mention it exists in this. It yeah, sounds like a, a good I mean, idea. we just did mention it. <laughs> That's yeah, good enough. And you know what? It's, let's, let's give it some, some love because it's really new. Like, it was published last month. Um, oh, wow. So it hasn't really, it's complete, hasn't got a lot of hits or, or recognition yet being just mm-hmm. new and a bit niche. So, yeah, it's the five plus coming out of Nathan. I haven't seen this show. I'm sorry. I'm saying his name wrong. Maybe Warnos by Nocticola. Okay, and we'll put it in the link in our new archive of our own account that does exist. <laughs> it's exciting. Where's that drum roll effect? Yeah. So, so I'm curious about about coming out fix because. Yeah, well, actually, so I said I've never read ones where people come out to their friends. I didn't even write ones where they came out to their friends, really, except there was kind of one where it sort of happened as a side note. It wasn't about asexuality at all, but there was a little bit of friend knowing another friend was demisexual um, in one of my fics. So I did actually pick... I did pick a wreck this time where someone comes out to a friend. I mean... They're a popular ship in the fandom, but technically they are just friends and in canon. And um, the the fic is Jen, so they are still friends in the fic. And <laughs> and the fic is extremely short, so I don't really want to describe it. I just want you to read it. It's like under two hundred words. <laughs> it is it is Freedom Lies in Being Bold by Book Girl Fan in the Criminal Minds fandom about Reed and coming out as asexual and it was really cute and really relatable to the uh casual methods of coming out in that i've done more recently in my life it's very different than the uh than most of the coming out fics i've read cool that wasn't hard yeah (laughs) for a second i thought i had an echo which i kind of did yeah, it is um, very cool, you guys. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and say mine then, because mine is also really short. And admittedly, when we were discussing the topic for this week, I was like, I don't have a lot of fics that involve actual, like, coming out. Like, most of the ones I read, it's like an undernote. Like, the other ones I've recommended have little undernotes of coming out. But again, it's not like a major plot point. It just kind of happens where they happen to be like, oh well, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm kind of demisexual, so whatever. And it's never mentioned again. So I had to kind of go hunting through ones that I've seen, and I came back to this other really short one. It's maybe like 600 words, and it's for the My Hero Acad- Academia anime universe, 
and it's called Truth, and it was written by Autistic Writer. And so basically what happens in this one is that someone kind of accidentally goes through, like, a reveal, and, like, there's no, like, angst about it or anything like that. This is not a sad little fic. It's just kind of, again, a different experience of coming out and how it can happen to someone. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I like the idea that it's uh, it's about the experience of coming out, but it's not super angsty. <laughs> well, and that's like, like, it's like a, a little bit of angst to it, obviously, because it's kind of like a spur of the moment kind of thing. So there's like a concerned moment where you're like, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, this is now out in the universe. But right, it doesn't right. end up with any kind of like misery or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I need to add a caveat about the one I just recommended. It was dedicated to me. <laughs> it was written and dedicated to me. Um, it's under 200 words. You don't have to read it, but it was cute and I like it a lot. But also just putting that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mine's also pretty fluffy. It's maybe a little longer. It's like 7,500 words. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's longer than 200 words, but it's it, like I, I've gotten the habit of reading like, you know, 7,500 words is really long for a fic with prominent asexuality. Let's just put that out that there. That is true. There's not that many that are that long. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. It, the title is A Part not a part so <laughs> the first to clarify that a part and then it's parentheses not a part one word you're with me i'm with you okay by x parrot also one word um this is a welcome to night vale fic it is cecil carlos that's cecil and carlos not someone named cecil carlos and it's just this really fluffy uh, asexual romance with like a little bit of angst but it's just so cute they are such a sweet couple and it's really I feel well developed like the whole plotty story is just really interesting to read when I say plotty story it's like I don't know I don't want to is it plotty I uh, maybe that's overstating things maybe it's understanding things. I don't want to give stuff away can I just like wreck how you want to wreck and people can complain yeah. later to our email or twitter and tell us that yeah you're wrong. or comment on ao3 and be like i read this and there was too much plot <laughs> right we'll, we'll adjust as we go forward maybe if we have a constructive criticism that we believe is uh makes some good points but otherwise uh just just feel free to be yourself okay well because i i feel like on the one hand it's like okay i don't want to give too much away but on the other hand it's like well i want to give it a fair shake and be like hey this is a story i really like and i want to get people excited about it so i i'll say a little more like i guess i really identify with the characterization of carlos because they they kind of play up that being a scientist angle and as one does um but i'm also come from that sort of science background and habit of overthinking which i believe i mentioned earlier um so that was like oh yeah that is it was just true true like the whole whole way through yeah okay i'm done i'm done wrecking (laughs) so what what fandom was your fic again welcome to night Vale. okay it's a podcast Yes, it's a oh, famous. So it's like the most popular podcast among at least fans. Because it's people. amazing. 
And I need to listen to it because it has a lot of good ASMR. Listen to it or, you know what, get their books that have the episodes, like, all written down. (laughs) Transcriptions? Yes. I'm sorry. I forgot the word. Okay. All right. So, um, we should advertise our new Twitter and archive of our own account. We still have the same old email, which is aceinterpretations at gmail.com. And we still would love feedback through email. But we have new options. So, take it away. (laughs) We now have an archive of our own account. It is aceinterpretations. And you will actually notice in the About Me section, it says that we are the official one. Just in case another random one pops up. The official ace interpretation. <laughs> they could always just I write li- that I they're literally official. put it in there. So it's like, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, the, this is the official one. Yep, yeah. We're ace interpretations, yay. And, and then we're not ace interpretations on Twitter. Quartic, do you want to explain that? It was one too many characters. And rather than be ace interpretation in the singular, like we only had like this one idea... We decided to be Ace Terper tweets because we are tweeting our Ace Terpretations. So, so hopefully it works out, and we would love to hear from our fans. We want to know if you're enjoying this, listening, can't get through the episodes because they're too long, whatever. We, we want to hear what you're saying. Obviously, you're not listening now if you stopped early, but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, point being we would love to hear from you guys give us subjects tell us what you want to hear too yes yes fix to rec you can rec fix to us instead of just you know taking fix recs from us but however that conjugates i don't know that's true because you know what i need more reading material people yeah throw it at me so i will read just about anything (laughs) yeah yeah um i will say uh I don't know. I wanted to end on a good fandom-ish note because the episode was so lacking on fandom that I forget what I was thinking. I don't think there was much I had in mind already. I don't think there's much to say. <laughs> I mean, I can do like a small blurb before we close out, but oh, that's all I got. Oh, I, well, yeah, no, this is not a small blurb. This is like something we could have said earlier. What, what, what were you um, thinking? <laughs> well, ch- talking about coming out, you know, and then Ace Fix, and it's like, what proportion of Ace Fix do you think is coming out thick? I guess it all depends on how you define coming out fic. So I think... Yeah. Oh, like, the the story, like, revolves around coming yeah. out or needing to come out. First of all, you know, a lot of Ace Fic is short. So yeah. I think um, the shorter it is, the more likely someone picked just, like, a coming out moment. And that's, like, kind of what I wrecked. And I've seen it in, like... Sherlock fandom with an ace ring or I think it was like Molly or something like various things were like that's you know my way of coming out and there's also just you know the coming out conversation the little bit of lead in a little bit of angsting about what it's going to be like and then just letting it work out nicely giving you a nice uh, validating happy ending that sometimes people accept you and are happy to still date you for instance um, <laughs> when you're Hooray! ace uh, and and then there's other ones. And, oh, I can't do percentage of ace fic for probably anything. It's so hard for me to really have a good handle on what is ace fic. And there are ways to measure statistics, probably, that we could do if we were really curious, like tags on Archive of Our Own, which is where a lot of ace fic is located, although not all of it, but a lot of it. And, um, and yeah, so I don't know. I would say 
We were struggling a little bit to find fics that revolved around coming out, so it's gotta be less than 50%. Um, it's gotta be a kind of lowish percentage, but I'm not sure. Yeah, the other thing though is like, as I was going through the tags, it's like, oh, there was like this one bookmark that I had on a fic, and it was like, it, it had coming out, I think, like in the tags, and then like a sexual character. Great, but it's, it's, written from the point of view of the pansexual character who ends up in this like poly relationship and one of the other guys is the one who's ace so the ace character isn't the one who's doing the coming out in the story he's like <laughs> right. way kind of in the background for like the first half of it right right yeah and so i was like well that's not really how it works or not no that is how it works i mean that's not it doesn't Fit. Like not really the trope you were looking tag for. Search. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the point tag being, search. it's really hard to nail down that number. It's hard to nail yeah. down that number. I, I think the more I think about it, the more I have read them, and maybe they're less memorable sometimes, because after a while, they um, kind of are less of the exciting type of story, but they're important. I think they're often combined with a figuring yourself out as Ace, which ends up being kind of like Ace 101, and fiction format instead of in like ace 101 website format it's more like a story of how someone you know either understands themselves and or explains to other people what asexuality is and that means that the focus is more on what asexuality is and the coming out is just like the conclusion or something mm-hmm. so it ends up not being the focus exactly but the shorter it is the higher percentage the fo- of the story was the coming out regardless and it's not insignificant it's just it's not the entire story and i do think that coming yeah. out isn't the entire story in most you know most stories are bigger than the coming out moment stories are about the relationships between the two characters like the person that was co- you know coming out and the one they were talking to like Mm-hmm. story you know in real life too you you know coming out is a is a story but the rest of your life matters as well so it is kind of nice yeah. when like i mean i don't know how to put this exactly but i guess it kind of makes sense that fiction isn't all focused around coming out like even fan fiction well and again it's like that's one moment there's so much more that's a wrap this is Quartic signing off. This is KK signing off. I'm gonna go find a snack. And this is Love the Heaven. Join us next time for Aeros and Genfic.